Check, 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 check. First family of fun coming together to, to do the 420 special. Well, that's, we've still got 13 weeks. Sure, but I, I just, you know. It might a, take us that long to. Well, one of us could get a, uh, a medical marijuana card, which apparently is a joke to get. It's like so fucking easy. I've seen plenty of uh, bits about that. Depression. Marijuana card. Yeah. Um, impotence. Marijuana card. Uh, insomnia. Marijuana card. I think I'm addicted to marijuana. Marijuana card. <laughs> yeah. They, um, whenever they first passed the law, it seemed like they were going to make it to where Nobody you had to be it. a dying right. cancer patient or something like that to get right. it. But now from what I hear, it's just like, hey, you've you got to trick me. Fuck it. You're going to have it. You, you just want weed. Here you go. Right. You know? Which is how it should be. If we're not going to make it fully legal, it should be so fucking retardedly easy to get that uh, that uh, you just get it. Um, one thing I'm wonder- wondering about, and I wonder if other states have that too, is like jobs that you have to pass a drug test on. Oh, like are they going to lift that? Are they going to? Can they lift that? Can are there tests that can tell if you're high right then? Right, you know what I mean. I don't think there are. There, we need to figure something like but that. But face out. it, with a lot of people, you don't need to test to know if they're high right then. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? But I'm just wondering if they'll figure out something for that because they don't test you for alcohol. Right. Like a pre-employment alcohol screening. Like, of course, they'll know if you're drunk at the time. Well, I mean, and that's the, the, the absolute fucking... <sighs> absurdity about the thing is that <clears throat> i knew all my friends who were some of them were drinkers I, we just can't have people run around high you know you want them to be high working on your car i was like well better actually high than, better high than drunk i think they might do it yeah they're, <laughs> they're gonna be more focused in probably yeah depends on what kind <laughs> of weed they're smoking right but there were studies done that somebody that's just not like completely baked but right. somebody that's high is actually a better driver. I wish I could just find weed that would get me like a focus type. Uh, no, just <coughs> Craig went down the wrong hole. Um, you know, I don't like being super high. I so, like. Okay. Well then Delta eight might be what you know, because I've done it too. And it, it wasn't good. Like something that just barely does it. And then I'm just relaxed. You could get and, and um, just feel like uh, edibles. <sighs> edibles are too extreme. Really? Yeah. I mean, just take a dude. Like, I, I bit the top off that one one time and woke up and was high, and it freaked me the fuck out. Hmm. Now, if I'm taking something else with it, like say I was prescribed a <coughs> not Xanax, they're terrible, um, an Ativan or something like that. Mm-hmm. You take those together, you're talking about good times. I mean, because it takes the edge off of anything, and you're just can enjoy, you know, what you're supposed to be feeling. So maybe a uh, sativa. No, but those are indica. S- sativas are supposed to be like a more upper, like people artists and shit take sativa. No, but I want something to relax. Mm. Indicas, indicas are the way to go. So, but there was there. I used to years ago. They had a glass jar of stuff that was a flower that I smoked at the house. You know, you know how extreme my rules are to, to do anything. It has to be in the house, on my couch, in front of my TV, certain time of day. The food's already cooked. Right. <laughs> it's, that's absolutely true. That's, that's not even too. bullshit. Yeah. Um, and 
I would smoke it and uh, take a little kratom and just feel wonderful and be like, ah, oh. and then take my sleep stuff, take melatonin and valerian stuff on top of it. You're talking about fucking just relax. Good times. To think of a good. I mean, the only way to find out, I guess, is to get experiment. A, a, mar- a marijuana card. Yeah. And. Pick out different strains. I need to talk to somebody who really knows weed. There are very few people who really, really know weed. Yeah. I mean, like a weed sommelier. I'd be like, dude, here's what I want. I don't want to be super high. They probably, I don't, you know, probably have those at the dispensary. I would think so. I would think so, too. Because, But telling people like that, telling people that who are, who are in those jobs usually, they look at you with a lack of comprehension. Like, wait a second, you don't want to be high? Like, yeah. I got something to get you really high. No. That's not what I want. See, that is what I want. Right. And that's what everybody else wants, except I'm, I'm probably a very small percentage of people who would want to do it. That would be, dude, I don't want to get super high. I just want to relax. You just want the edge. I want something to take the edge, the edge, edge off. off. There's, yeah. one, there's one called Diet Smoke. Okay. Um, that, hear, sounds, that sounds promising. I hear it advertised on podcasts all the time. Let me try to find Diet Smoke. All right. <clears throat> Here's the description, and these are all, these are Delta 8 gummies. Mm-hmm. So, what is their description? I want, I want to know your fucking, um, your uh, fucking mission statement with this fucking company, Diet Smoke. Let's go. It's 20% off, but from what I've, I understand is it's a light touch as far as the highness goes. Mm-hmm. That sounds perfect, and it's not—it's not stupid expensive. Like <coughs> a bag of fifteen gummies is forty bucks, and I wouldn't—if I were you, since you don't want to be super high—I always say that they oversell how how relaxing these are. I would—I yeah. would eat half of them, so that's 30, 30 gummies right there. Mm-hmm. If you just eat, take a half of one each time. Um, but that is, from what I understand. Um, not light, just right. <laughs> That's what it's called. Uh, 100% hemp derived, lab tested for potency, scientifically formulated, and naturally balanced high. <coughs> they have Delta 9 gummies. And they have uh, vapes as well. Vapes are a little more expensive. Maybe try that out. Try it out. <laughs> Come on, try it out. Um, I, I, I just got to be... People would laugh because when I worked at, when I worked at uh, Outback, there was a guy there who was a his, his his fee or my fee for riding him home every evening. He's a nice guy and everything, but he didn't drive. I just wanted a little bud, and he'd give it to me. And just enough to put in a bowl and well, no, just one enough. Hit. He he would yeah to tear a little bit off. They used to laugh at how much I smoked. I was like, I'm getting this and just putting in there just enough to get a taste of it and and would help me sleep. But then. I was building my tolerance and it got to be more and more. And by the end, and then I tried to go back and smoke it again and I got really high and it was not pleasant. So, hmm. I mean, everybody gets that point where you get really high and it's just not fun. You know, I mean, I don't know. You might not. Um, yeah, I do. Like I like to get high and watch stupid movies mm-hmm. and like watch like Chuck Norris movies. It's like, Oh yeah. Just awesome, stupid things. Right. And I don't want to fall asleep in the middle of them. But if I take too much, I end up falling asleep. I haven't had any in a long time, so maybe, maybe if I just eat a little bit, I won't. That won't happen to me. Yeah. Hmm. James Gunn, 
I'm not announcing the eight to 10 year slate, just a few projects. Okay. When his announcement comes out, he's not going to announce the entire 10 year plan. Oh no. I mean, it was like, that would be silly years. Yeah. That would be weird. Cause what if things change? Exactly. What if something's not, Hey, all these fucking nerds. I'm getting sick of the James Gunn hate. Be quite honest. I'm getting sick of the James Gunn love, the James Gunn hate, the Marvel love, the Marvel hate, the the Willow love, the Willow hate. I have I've not watched Willow. What the verdict of no it is, is, is not good for one. No, no. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, it's very bad. <laughs> I was never a big Willow guy. I, mean, I was. I, I liked it when I was growing up. I loved I, Willow, and and I like I said enough to that I bought you know the books, and then I figured out how bad they were. So um, the books are bad. <laughs> oh, they're not good at all. Um, There, I watched a critical drinker. I like that guy. I like him a lot, even though he's gotten branded toxic for some reason. Oh, it's he'll say some sexist things every now and then. Well, I know, but he's yeah, and the things he says, like he doesn't like The Last of Us too. And I told him in his comments to go fuck himself because that game is absolutely fucking tremendous. And this is coming from somebody who sees when I'm trying to be pushed in a direction. You know that's that that's absurd. It's not. It's just really good fucking game. I need to play it all the way through. I've got it. You can borrow it. Um, I'd, I'd have to borrow your PS4 too. That's fine. Mine doesn't work. Anymore. That's fine. I've um, this has nothing to do with what you're saying, but uh, <clears throat> I got some three hundred dollars in uh, gift cards from work coming in the mail. So Might that the could be the way. That could be the the first three fifths of the PS5. Nice. Anyway. Critical um, drinker, you told him to fuck himself about Last of Us. Yeah, but everything else, I've I've been tending I need to, to play Last. He's of a good again. writer. He's a very good writer. Yeah, um, he did this. He has, he's written books, I think. Well, he it, when he fixes things, like he fixed Luke Skywalker, like the the Last of a. I mean, not uh, the critical drinker fixes whatever. And he's right when he says the reason why these modern characters like Ray, Ray doesn't work because she has no motivation, she has no weaknesses. You need that is part of the the four part thing. You need weaknesses, strengths, motivation, and I can't remember the other one. And she doesn't have any motivation, and nor does she have any weaknesses. She beat a Sith Lord in her first time at bat with a fucking lightsaber. How absurd! She shouldn't is have that? even. She shouldn't have even gone. She to should a full have camp. ran in terror. And and but that's but that's on the writer too. Making him one of the reasons Kylo Ren is not okay. You know the reason why Darth Vader works. Here's the reason he works. He's implacable. He, you cannot, you cannot make him angry. You cannot do any of those things. Why? Because everything is going according to his plan, and that is fucking terrifying. He is just an inex- inexorable force, and he's coming at you. you. There's nothing you can do to stop him. It's like when Luke was fighting him the first time um, in The Empire Strikes Back. One of the greatest movies of all time, I always have to say. And Vader's handling him. Bing, bing. Just what the lightsaber yeah, 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 is. Yeah. And he's, you know, just, just feeling him out and just, Toying with him the whole time, and Luke is really trying, and he's there was never that with Ray. She beat the fucking vil- main villain in the first movie. Who was the main? Who was the, it? Was a Kylo the, Ren? Oh yeah, she did beat Kylo Ren. Yeah, <laughs> Hell Finn was giving him a go for a second. That like this guy's the Sith Lord. What the fuck are we doing here? You know, well, had Kylo Ren just not been practicing? Like, what's going on? and actually, I rewrote. I had a rewrite with Finn. You know what I would have done with Finn? For one thing, made him white. No, no, same same actor, same actor. What I would have done? Such an asshole, such a fucking asshole. Always trying to lure me down that. Path. Uh, um, the funny thing is, I'm, I wasn't sure if Finn was the the black guy or if it was Oscar Isaac. That's Poe. I, I know that now. Um, 
I fixed that whole story the way I would have liked to seen it. Um, the way I would have done Stormtroopers is I would have started the movie with a montage, essentially, of Finn being taken. We need a montage of Finn being taken from his parents when he's a child, a baby even, and injected into a system where they turn you into a stormtrooper, where they're drilling you. Show propaganda, show the kid going through this, show him getting a fucking uh, hologram tattoo tattooed on his face, F, uh, F9 Finn, you know, he doesn't have a, f- doesn't have a fucking identity, this is who he is, that's the way it should have been, In- instead he's just some kid that became a stormtrooper and then I'm going to run like away, he volunteered, exactly, no, and that's the thing, if you're not going to have clones, who are built to do that, if that system isn't working, then you're going to have to have something almost as good. So what do you do? You start them really young. You take them from their parents. You build them into something. You build them into a weapon. I would have made him hulking, fucking like, uh, but almost childlike because that's all he knows, right? So there would have been a point where he gets like, in the middle of the mission, he gets injured or something, and they just leave him. Because just he, the number because yeah, he's like, he's worthless. He's, he's injured. So, and then he gets up and he's wandering around Jakku injured. And it, his arm is blown off. He's all tore up and stuff. And Poe, this is where you also can develop Poe as a character. Mm-hmm. Poe crashes the X-Wing after losing the battle. And then he sees him and he's like, fuck. I can't just leave him. He's a person, you know. So that shows how good of a person he is. And he's going to shoot him. He's like, I can't. And then he just he just helps him. And, and then they start to build a relationship. The Stormtrooper isn't going to talk much. But when he does, you know, bit by bit, you're getting stuff out of him. And then they know they have to get off world. Well, what the critical drinker suggested is an awesome premise. Why the fuck would she want to stay on that planet to, to find her parents? They're not coming back, honey. It's been 10 years. So what you do is she wants to get off planet, which she really can't do because nobody's going to take her. But she finally figures out a way when she sees Poe and, and the stormtrooper. She's like, look. I want to find my parents. I know you, you fight for the Republic. I want to be able to use their resources to find my parents. If you give me those resources and help me, and also this establishes her, one of her weaknesses is since she's lived as that in that rough existence, she's kind of a mercenary. She doesn't give a shit about anybody yeah. because she has no feelings. She can't afford to have feelings. She's a decent fighter. She can do all those things. She's scrappy. She's yeah, exactly. She's an upstart. She'd be like Ellie on The Last of Us. She's she's too afraid to let people get close because she knows what happens when people get close. Very hard bitten person. So she tells uh, Poe, "If you get me off planet, I can use a Republic. Um, you, you know, I can use a Republic resources. I'll help you get off planet. You know, I know a way." And then, then you find the old Millennium Falcon. There isn't a fight running around. See, it doesn't have to be a running fight until you actually find the William Falcon. And then you you build that whole scene up. He's like, well, what do you got? She's like, I got such and such freighter. He's just like, those things are fucking ancient. He's like, what, the, what good is that going to do us? And she's like, well, apparently it's a good ship. I'm going to go show you. And, and, and even, even Poe doesn't know whose ship it is. He takes the fucking thing off. He's like, what a piece of junk, just like <laughs> Luke Skywalker did. Yeah. You got that call back. And then uh, he starts to get in it, and he's looking, and he's like, man, this thing is really souped up. I don't know what's going on with this thing, but somebody's really worked on this ship, because he knows ships. Again, establishing another character trait, that the guy knows ships. Now I'm picturing the Millennium Falcon in Han's front yard on blocks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's essentially what it was. I love it. And then they take off, and then they're chased by the Empire, and then it's a chase to that, and... um 
you know, there, there you have half your movie right there. And then you've got, uh, now Ray has to be fixed. Who is she? What is she doing? Is she a nobody? Is she a somebody? You know, just those things. And that's so much fun. Like the star Wars episode, one rewrites I did in my head and all that stuff. They're fun to do that because you know, it's just fun, you know? Yeah, I like the uh, the critical drinker stuff. His um, his he did one about like a ra- Scottish accent, <laughs> especially <laughs> when he does this. Now go Why away. is she doing that? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's play the. Forgot to play the theme song. The old Feeny song. Uh, 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 uh. enough North Korea's capital is under lockdown until Sunday to fight the spread of an unspecified respiratory disease Shit. I hope that fat turd gets it and dies Ugh. I wonder what kind of chaos would ensue over there if they didn't have a leader um, have it would be bad there. for a while but I, I think it would eventually solve itself they'd tear down the the wall and Start feeding the people. French and, Revolution. Yeah. Are you are you linked to this guy? Yeah. Off with their head. Who's next? You know. That's essentially what has to happen in in things like that. Mm, anyway. Do you have any connection, any bit of power through these people? Yeah. You're dead too, because this system has had a foot on our necks for for generations. So now you all have to die. I mean, that's. I'm sorry, but I that's wonder just, how many of the the just the regular citizenry there actually believe like. The stories of how godly the uh, the uh, what are their names? I would say the Uns. The Uns or how uh, the Jongs? I mean, it's it's the Kim, isn't it? Kim Jong Un. Yeah, their their last name is first. Kim Il Sung. Yeah, Kim Jong Un. Kim. Yeah, um, I would. I'd be willing to bet that virtually none of them. Yeah, they just go along to get along. Yeah, and yeah. they and they even behind closed doors pay lip service to it but if they are in the place where they know they're not going to be heard then they say something it's encouraged to snitch over there like oh, if yeah. somebody says anything then you get punished your entire family gets punished right. and any generations that are still alive gets punished that's the way they're, they're so she's fucking that's stupid. the way it was in like um <clears throat> uh russia or not russia the ussr mm-hmm. any of those totalitarian regimes the ones that claim to be communist countries yeah but actually aren't I'm not sure what they are, but they're, no, they're not. They're not. There's um, any kind of rebellion in any way mm-hmm. is punished very harshly. Well, by definition, if you're a communist country, then you can't have a a, a ruling class of people who make more and stuff like that. And they did have that. So then, by their very definition, they are not communist. They are a dictatorship. Um. What is there any specific example of some place that's actually communist? No, it cannot exist. I wouldn't think it could. The closest one, the one that came closest, was Cuba. Natural leaders would arise anyway. Sure, they wouldn't be the people actually trying to be leaders. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Cuba came really close, but then Castro was seduced by the power, and that's what caused a rift between him and Che Guevara and all kinds of stuff. Che Guevara walked the walk. He worked farms with the people he dug ditches he did all that shit that's why people admired him i'm not so naive to think that he was 
this icon that people should worship. They shouldn't. No, he was awful. He was an awful human being in a lot of ways. But when it came to wanting to be in a country that was equal for everybody on that stuff, he walked the walk. So killed a lot of gay people, I think. Oh, he's killed a lot of people in general. One of the people he killed, like I said, I worked with his. uh, Yeah, I I worked with his. Yeah, his. uh, This guy killed William Morgan's grandson. Hmm, it's crazy. Somebody needs to make a movie about that. That's a fascinating dude. William Morgan. Yeah. Willie Morgan. They, I mean, he just a Toledo native who used to get into bar fights and shit and decided one day to pick up and go fight for the Cubas to, to, to free Cuba. It's crazy. That's essentially the story. You could make a great movie about that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're making, there's books about it called the American, American commando. They used to call him the, the, uh, just the, the, uh, I can't remember what they used to call him. So he was, was he fighting against, the power there or for the he was fighting for castro he was oh. fighting see originally okay the situation in cuba lines up like this cuba used to be the disgusting playground of the ultra wealthy and the mob yeah you if you wanted to if, your most disgusting perverted desire you could find it in cuba because they were they would cater to any desire and whatever you're thinking in your head yes you can get that too so that's why the people were so oh, Cuban sandwich. You've had one of those? I haven't. Oh, they're great. It's like pulled pork. Oh, nice. I think there's like onions and I stuff. I need to get that. It's very good. Um, so the people were so sick of having these disgusting human beings who were degenerates and all that stuff controlling them, they decided to fight back. I I in, I, I agreed with their rebellion. I I agree with it. I don't agree with installing something that's just going to grind the people down even further. Should have been a democracy. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it's the one. It's the thing that works best. Um, I, I think somebody said out of all the systems, the governmental systems, it's the least bad. Right. I think I, I agree with that. Um, the thing about theirs was it was kind of a dictatorship, but it was a capitalistic dictatorship. It's weird. Huh. I, I think about that. It was capitalism, but it was capitalism for people who weren't from there, if that makes sense. Like the local people were the chattel. And the capitalism was the people who were like the mob of shit. People were coming from off the island and doing whatever the fuck they wanted, you know, making as much money as they wanted, victimizing as many people as they wanted. I mean, have you ever watched The Godfather? Yeah. The Godfather Part Two when they're in Cuba? Yeah. That they kind of give a, a description of the whole situation, you know, like they kind of soften it because they, there's a scene where the guy with a giant dick, they called him Superman, they would find a virgin and he would fuck a virgin on stage. Hmm. And all, and people would pay to watch it. It, it seemed to be one of the scenes I saw against her will. So, you know, apparently he had a dick about this long. So, so all right, I'm making a pop culture comparison. Mm-hmm. Cuba back then was sort of like Westworld. <clears throat> like in Westworld, yes, that's a very there was no that's a very good no rules to what you could Absolutely. or couldn't do Absolutely. to the to the robot people. Exactly. God damn, I'm fucking smart. You're good. You're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Westworld apparently fell off the last two seasons. Dude. I watched the last season, but I haven't seen the newest one yet. I, I, dude, I watched the beginning. I was like, "This is amazing." For one thing, I'm a massive fan of that girl. Oh, uh, what's her face? She's beautiful. She's not even my wheelhouse, and she's even a good. She's good actress. She's hot. Mm-hmm. And she can sing. She was in uh, Across the Universe, the Beatles musical. Mm-hmm. She's also a victim of uh, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Did you see that documentary? 
Uh, I think I saw one episode of it. It's really disturbing. Yeah. What a piece of shit. He was a fucking incel. He's a nerd is what he was Mm -hmm. and got famous. Then he's going to be, oh God. Hold on a second. These are stale. I'm going to go crack my other one. Bring it over here. All right. We'll hit pause. Check. We're back. Um, I was driving home today. I don't I had it on the 80s channel on uh, Sirius. I'm going to do some snippets of the song here. And I know you've heard it. It's a great song. Um, oh, you're not allowed to mention the uh, the name of it even? Oh, I will. I'm okay. just not going to. I didn't know if that was a thing now. No, I'm just not going to play the entire thing. Okay. Addicted to Love? Oh, yeah. Robert Palmer? Fuck yes. So this is a great Yes, song. it is. Musically, lyrically, sexy. It's awesome. That guy did uh, a lot of cocaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking I need to put a band together and for my songs anyway. But like once a show, just break out like a cool 80s song and play it completely in earnest. Not like a new version that I, I switched around. Tongue in cheek. Yeah, just right. no, play it completely in earnest. Try to get it as close to what this was you know what I mean like Addicted to Love doing like um, 99 Luft Balloons or some shit like that nice uh, uh, in German or English like something like that just do do the best job we can Mm -hmm. at covering one of those songs like listen to this shit it's like a tarta nah Uh. (laughs) it's nasty Uh. it's nasty and like musically it's very good because it it takes a long time to get to the chorus. The might as well face oh, yeah. were addicted to like over and over again. It's a it's a builder. And then it know? does a fucking guitar solo right in the middle of it. Goes back to the chorus, I believe, yeah. and then goes to another verse. Yeah. It's tremendous. Yeah. And then it does the fade out with might as it actually doesn't fade out. It stops harder at the end. Like oh, the guy could it. sing? Oh, he's good. Oh, yeah. This was the video with the hot ladies. Yeah, they were on the black dresses yeah. and stuff. None of them could play a lick of any instrument. No. They were just... <laughs> right, listen to this. The synth. <laughs> right back into the verse. It's great. This is a tremendous... I need to be the dancer for it. <laughs> but, um... Dressed like this I think in my it, work pants. I think it'd be cool to, to uh, just in the middle of a show after playing a bunch of my songs, like maybe for the last song, like play something like this or uh, Left of Balloons, uh, I Ran. Uh, I love 99 Left Balloons. Just something, something like maybe uh, Robert Palmer wasn't a one-hit wonder. but um, What other song did he have? Um, Addicted to Love. Uh, let me look up his. I know he had a couple. All right. Bad case of loving you. Doctor, doctor. Yeah, yeah. News. That's I him? A, I didn't know that. Bad case of loving you. Uh, Every Kind of People is a song. Johnny and Mary, I'll Be Your Baby Tonight. Um, he was also, I believe, in a band in the 70s. Hot down, summer in the That's city. That's him? I'm, I'm not sure. Hmm. Let me look that up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he was in a band in the 70s. Um, summer in city. Oh, that's Love and Spoonful. Was he in Love and Spoonful? Probably not. Is that even the same song? Hmm. Hot 
Yeah. No, nah, that's not him. But I'm pretty sure Robert Palmer was in a band in the 70s. He had he had some songs. He dude could sing. He could play. He could fucking uh, oh, yeah. write. Now I have to look up and see if he was in a band in the 70s. And I just thought that'd be a fun. Um, simply irresistible. Simply yes, irresistible. I forgot. Oh, he had a song on. No, how was that not on his top five on Spotify? Some like it hot. Feel the heat. <laughs> it was on. It was uh, when I what I remember about that. It's on uh, European Vacation. Rusty was having a fucking uh, daydream, and he was that song's playing. He's got this jacket on. And he turns around and says, "Rusty's European Tour, nineteen eighty five, or whatever." It yeah, some like it hot. Some like it hot. There's almost like a almost a Cuban sensibility to that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mercy, mercy. A lot of songs. He had some songs on like soundtracks and stuff. I know he had something in oh, Best of Both Worlds. I believe this is This is from the 70s. Maybe he was just a solo artist the whole time. We are the best Good looking guy too. He was. I want to get to the chorus. Eh, that one's not that great. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Heard a Susie Bogus song on the way home. She used to fucking crank me up, dude. Whenever I was first developing boners. Oh, yeah. She had a, a video that would come on whatever channel the videos came on. And she would like be turned to the side here of the camera coming in. You just see a little bit of her boob. She used to fucking get me cranked up. Bro. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. Anything uh, particular you want to start off with? I know. Let's do. Let's just go into favorite things. Let's do it. Because I know it's been two weeks. We're going to have quite a bit. Favorite things, episode 407. Okay, there's so many. Um, me and the lady mm-hmm. went to Washington, D.C. for three days. It was the best time. We had the best time. We went, stayed at a hotel in town, Hotel Harrington. Um, old, kind of decrepit building. It wasn't decrepit. It was just old, you know. Um they had like a little restaurant downstairs where the food was decent, but everything is wildly expensive. Oh, yeah. Wildly. I mean, um, you know that 40% of the dollars that have ever been printed of American money were printed in the last three years. Holy shit. That's why everything's getting so expensive. That's fucking depressing. <laughs> um, and also terrifying in its way. Yes. Um, we went to uh, the Natural History Museum, which was awesome. Um What's in the natural natural history? Animals. And, oh, that's cool. And such. You know, the history of man, you know, uh, dinosaurs, 
you know, every it, what you would think those. Re- it, it was so. There's so many things to say about this trip. Things that were great, and things that were were great to see, but then they changed me as a person. And I was thinking about it, and I and I think I figured it out. And one of the and one of the things that that it does is not a good thing, but it is a good thing. So let me explain. Um, we went and saw all these other things, the history of the Museum of uh, American History, where you got to see all of the old technology from the 50s and stuff. We played a little bit of The Price is Right. I won. Nice. Um, I, I had to guess the Showcase Showdown from the 1985, and she had to guess from the 50s. I got pretty close. Um, we – what else did we do? We went, we went to the Native American Museum. Which was tremendous. There was an artist there who did had an exhibit going that was, dude, it was, it was so indescribable. Like, um, I had the colorblind glasses on, and it was life changing. Like because I'd seen things, but I hadn't been really seen a lot of things yet because I just was seeing the same old shit around here. Like fire, when I would see fire, sometimes it's really weird because fire is one color to me. When I put the glasses on, I can see all kinds of different colors. So, you know, in this, of course, you, we're, they're using light and they're using all kinds of things and, and sound, and it was great. But the 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 thing of, about DC that was the craziest and the best is we went to the Van Gogh interactive thing. That's as close as I'm ever going to get to tripping acid. Hmm. We sat in a room. I put on these gla- I put on the glasses, and Amanda was taking pictures of me because she likes to see my reaction with them. She got them for me, and she. So, there's a bust of Van Gogh there, and it's playing like running colors and stuff. I'm just standing there, like you know, just entranced by because I'd never seen colors like that, just never. And then as we kept going, it got more and more like intense and hard to and hard to. It's it's just over. It was overwhelming because it was I just. I'd seen Starry Night a thousand times, but I'd never really seen it. Yeah. And then now you're seeing it. You sit in this room and it's just like everything. They bring it to life because it like moves and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there at one point, a couple of points bawling like a baby because I just, I'm so overwhelmed. Fag. Yeah, I know. Um, so overwhelmed by what I'm seeing. And um, I always thought that Starry Night would be my favorite work by him. It's not anymore. I like Starry Night on the Road, which is... Uh, which is odd. It doesn't have as much of the blue in it because that's the thing that really hits me really hard is the blue. The blue is so. I see blue, but I don't see it. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. I don't see it. I don't see it on the wavelength that's supposed to be seen on. Um, Sorry. Okay, so it's sort of the same idea as Starry Night, just a little different. Yeah, it's. I mean, to see that, and then they had it. They had this music playing, and. We just, you know, we sat there and held hands and, you know, it was just, it was really, really nice. Then one thing that I noticed when I was coming back into town, I'm a victim of such mental illness that I have agoraphobia. Agoraphobia, that's like a shut-in type thing? Yes. I have this idea that I want to go see things, but once I get out of my comfort zone, it bothers me. Like I start panicking. I can't, I, I need my things. I need all, you know, I do the same thing. 
Right. I mean, I'm sure it's more common, you know, and I'm not trying to diagnose myself and say it's a dream problem. It's not. But I'm saying that I'm definitely a person that needs to have things under my control. Forming new neurons or neural pathways is painful. And it makes things, it almost made me dizzy. When I was coming back into town, I was like, in, in where I live now, everything's so tiny, it's so small. Because I've been to another place. And now I see how small the place really is. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And all the neural, new neural pathways have been formed. I'm never going to forget this trip for as long as I live. I mean, it's been one of the finest experiences of my entire life. And uh, I'm glad I got to go. And uh, it was just uh, my absolute favorite thing. Then, what else? Oh, The Last of Us. Yeah, we haven't talked about The we Last haven't, of Us. We haven't all. talked about it at all. Um, she likes it as well. So we we've watched it and um you know, we got to see episode two, got to see Tess go out. They changed that from the game. They did <clears throat> in a better Fe- way. Fed- I think. Fedra killed her in the in yeah. the game. I so. think that's a better way. It is. It made her more heroic. Which I'm down for. See, by the critical drinkers' standards, they do characters exactly right. Strengths, weaknesses, motivations, and uh like ethos or something like that and then the character arc as they grow you know you have to do that if you don't then what's the use in telling a story she had a whole arc in two episodes too yes she did see that's that is tremendous character writing that's how good neil Druckmann actually is neil Druckmann, after this series is now a superstar he's gonna be able to do whatever he wants the last of us three will be they're gonna they're gonna put that out of breakneck breakneck pace to get that out on the shelves don't know if that's a good thing yet because if they rush it, well, it took ten years between one and two. Take at least four, right, or five. about seven. You know, you know, take four or five. Sure, I would say three years would be good. Three years from from because now you're going to have a larger team. You're going to have a lot more resources on your side because the thing's such a, such a big hit. Use those resources to put out something faster, but of the same quality. So, I, I'm I'm absolutely entranced by it. I think it's great. I think that uh, Pedro Pascal is. As much as I like him, I was nervous about that because mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Joel. Joel was one of Joel was my favorite character in in gaming. I even like him better than uh, Lord Sakai on uh, on Ghost of Tsushima, and I love that fucking game. So it was he he inhabits the character, and even though he's Latino, it's the same guy. It's 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 like uh, the Dano girl, the 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 black girl from England who played Sarah. In the in the first, she's Sarah. Like it's mm. it's so weird. Because she did a very good job. She did, and I feel like it's the same character only in a different reality where she happened to be just a different ethnicity. I don't even remember what she looked like. She's a little blonde headed girl, you know. Um, and it just it never occurred to me. It just, I mean, it occurred to me. I was like, well, I, I, they're different characters and all that stuff. But I'm not going to be that asshole who wants colorblind. No, that's bullshit. I kn- but what I'm saying is is that they did it so well that to me it wasn't a different character. It's just like mm-hmm. they just happened to look different. Um, but it, the soul of it, the spirit of it is the same thing. So I love it. Um, we think about the way they changed how it spreads. I like that because yeah. you can't have them with gas masks on the entire time. You just yeah. can't do that. So that is a plot device in the game. And it is a, it is a gameplay device too. So... Um, I like the way that it's also the scene where they're in Indonesia and they ask that fucking scientist, that mycologist, what should we do? Bomb, 
bomb everything, and they did. kill everyone. It's crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy way to deal with something. Well, I guess but she way. knew if it gets out, humanity is done for. And she was absolutely correct. I like when the horror that dawns in that fucking army guys. So we need a vaccine. We need a medicine. She's like, even though it's in Indonesian, there is no vaccine. There is no medicine. There's no way to treat this. And he's just sitting there like, what do we do? Like, well, I love the opening scene of the <clears throat> of the first episode. It's like 1963, and they're yeah, like, yeah, they it was Cabot or whatever. Dude, like, see how good the writing is. It, it boggles the imagination how good this is. That was Big Head from um, <clears throat> from uh, fucking uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, it, I, I knew I recognized him. We have been living with with shitty and some good don't get me wrong most good comic book movies and knockoff and shitty stories for so long that now a well-written story is we've i've seen the silver lining mm-hmm. throw shit at me for so long where i forgot what a good story actually is and now i'm seeing one and it's blowing me the fuck away would have blown me away as much if there's shit around it that's surrounding it i would have thought it probably thought it was the best the same quality but it wouldn't have grabbed me like this so that's a favorite thing is being surrounded by shit for so long now and now seeing something that is so tremendous, so well written that it, it just it boggles the imagination. Yeah, so. I think for the last few years, at least, there'd be one or two really good must see things every there year. have been a few there's been a few everywhere. Everything. All, uh, what is it? Every, uh, everything. Everywhere. All at once. Yes. Which um, I haven't seen yet, but I know it's going to be it's great. very good. You watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, What's his face? Um, the Northman apparently was really fucking Northman's great. Fucking good. Yeah. Um. Uh, you got your Better Call Saul's. Uh, yeah, the t- t- TV went that route where you yeah. still had good story and stuff like that. But TV has been a shit wasteland for a long time now. So it's in a sense, it was the same thing, only in a different medium. Now, the mediums are mixing now. Mm-hmm. You know, TV and, and movies are almost indistinguishable, but they're still di- they're still distinguished from each other. Stranger Things is awesome because we love it and it's so well written. It's it, I mean, char- you talk about character arcs and all those things. Um, I like the fact that there aren't any Mary Sues. Oh no, There's- I mean, Eleven has weaknesses. Yeah, I mean, she gets her ass kicked a lot of the time. Um, it's tremendous. I love it. Um, it's Game of Thrones. I mean, The Last of Us is the same. Joel is unlikable at first because he doesn't want to feel he doesn't he, he can't let anybody get that close to him ellie's unlikable because she she has the same she's she's never had anybody really take care of her or love or anything they're great she's always cracking wise in the show you know she did it on the game too. yeah i remember i mean not not to that extent but she did i mean she's a little bit more um i can't wait for nick offerman to play oh he'll be next this sunday I he's guess. a gay character is he bill's gay really bill and frank are gay so were they gay in the game yeah I couldn't remember. They didn't say it outright. You just kind of assume. Well, here's the way it goes in the in the game. Joel and Ellie need a car because they have to drive all the way fucking out west. So um, Joel has dealt with Bill, and he knows Bill is in this small town down the road from Boston. It's still in Massachusetts, I'm assuming. And um, they get into town. The town is fucking swimming with fucking and infected and all kinds of stuff but there's no other people there because it's trapped actually i think that bill uses the infected to i got a question what you know how was it like it in the game where if you step on something no okay that's do you think they might have taken a little bit of that from uh 
from the upside down? I would say a bit. Uh, there's nothing wrong with doing there that. There isn't. Like that's a good idea. Well, that, but that's the that it's is mine now. But that's the way that uh, that uh, myconoids work. They they it is a collective. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's a collective usually. There's still that's that's a form of life that we still know very little about. You know because they're not so animal. Creepy. They're not plant. What I are love, they? I love that they are practical effects too. Absolutely fucking tremendous on the walls and everything. The clickers were all fucking practical. They got and apparently they got fucking. Um, like dancers to do it to get all the fucking movements and all that stuff. Yeah, they're they uh do you ever watch the after the episode two or three <laughs> minute haven't. thing? If you watch through the credits, there's like a maybe three to five minute thing um that explains and they talk about how they wanted to get them right mm-hmm. for the game, but also make them, you know, practical for TV. Right. So they had to <clears throat> build these crazy fucking masks and each one of them had to look fucking different. Oh yeah. And then they had, uh, the stunt people or the actors or whoever playing them study the game and how they walk. Right. And they had to get that right. It's awesome. Dude. And they fucking nailed it. I can't wait to see the bloaters. That's, oh, that's God. That thing's going to be fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I've tried to explain. I got a buddy at work who's in love with the show. And he knows I'm the guy. Like anything pop culture or thing like that, he's like, "What do you think of this?" And let me ask you. I was like, "It's like, well, I can tell you everything." He's like, well, don't tell me everything, but uh, so I lay it out to him. Um, I don't know if they're going to put the Shamblers in. The Shamblers were a were a new monster from the second game. Yeah, they have these the fucking. They have these fucking acidic, like tumors on them or something. And when they die, they lay down and fucking release this acidic. Uh, like spores that can it, it can even kill Ellie So Oh yeah They're huge Yeah shamblers are fucking awful um, God The damn. bloaters The shamblers The stalkers Well I don't think we've actually seen a stalker yet um, Most I, of what we've seen are clickers right Yes and, scene, and and runners That scene when they make it through the Was that a museum or a library or something where the It was an American History Museum So when they're standing over And they look down the parking lot mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're all just laying there yeah. Are they like attached to the like? Is this like the Weirwood Network They're attached to it I don't know I mean I assume it would be something like that That was very eerie And it was like One of the things I, I love I mean they just do everything right the practical effects, the character arcs, the, you know, and you're going to have people that are, that are going to shit on it. You've got the fucking racist element of the, of the gaming community, which is a massive thing, who have been pooping their pampers ever since they found out that Sarah was going to be black and Pedro Pascal was going to be playing him. But I think it caught them at a crossroads because everybody loved Pedro, Pedro Pascal in fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah. And and, then but fucking- they're like, but he's not Joel. And I turned in and said, yeah, he really fucking is. I mean, it's, you know. Well, that guy's fucking proved his medal. His fucking Game of Thrones, fucking the Narcos, uh, Narcos, uh, fucking the Equalizer Part Two. Yeah, great villain in that. Um, the fucking Mandalorian. Yes, you know this season of Mandalorian, he basically just did voiceover. Really? Yeah, because he was doing Last of Us whenever they're filming it. The Mandalorian is the lone Star Wars thing, other than Andor, that is actually any good. I haven't seen Andor. Um, Mandalorian. The critical drinker likes Andor. He talks about how good it is, and it is fucking good. Watch I've it. watched a couple episodes, and I was blown away by how good it is. Narrative, character arcs, all those things. No Mary Sue's. No, no awful fucking actresses or actors spitting out horrid lines. You know, I tell you, that Obi Wan show. It had one good scene. Yeah, that's it. 
there was things in there that I could not. It looked like high school productions. Yes, like a really good high school mm-hmm. with really good budget behind yeah. it. But like the acting was bad. Alaria Sand was awful. Like she smacked a, barely smacked a uh, stormtrooper over the head, and he falls over. Like, and then uh, really Moses, bad. what's her name? Uh, Moses Malone. She's terrible. She was pretty bad. I don't know if she's a bad actress or they, she just didn't give her. They didn't give her anything. I think they told her to act Star Warsy. There's a style in Star Wars stuff, and she took it a little bit too far. Maybe I'm, I'd be willing to give her another shot in something else. I mean, maybe it's plus green screen. You know, it's 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 just going to kill everything. But you can't have a character that openly defies Darth Vader and then he stabs her in the lightsaber and she lives. What? Everybody in that show lived from being after being stabbed with lightsabers multiple times. It was bad. Um, the uh, Boba Fett show was bad, except for the two episodes with Mando and Baby Yoda. Yeah, and there's people that didn't watch the Boba Fett show. Whenever they tune into season three of Mando, they'll be like, "How the fuck did they get back together?" Right? You know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, that's a that's a favorite thing this week is story. I'm uh, the, doing the 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 Finn quick breakdown where I thought about how I could build and improve that character, got my juices flowing again. Um, I would like to actually type out, uh, I've still got registration sitting on a shelf. And then I was going to sit down and write, I'm going to take a notebook with me tomorrow and write down, uh, I can't remember this, the the name of the story. Uh, this, where it's the Akita dog who fights the wolf. Oh yeah. Uh, and goes back and dies. Um, Forget that one too. It was good. I liked it. It's a good story. I thought. I mean, originally he was a pit bull. And he was fighting him, but that's unrealistic. I need to have something a little larger. Yeah, so, an Akita might be able to hold its own. I think an Akita could kill a wolf. I mean, I, I really think they are, are a match and more because they're a larger. Have you animal. ever been around one? An Akita? Yes. Terrible. You ever been around one of the really big ones? Yeah. With the ears set forward, big fucking powerful. But I got to tell you, the scariest dog I ever saw was a giant Alaskan Malamute. I've told you this story. I think so. I'm at fucking Lowe's. I'm in the outdoors thing, and this woman gets out of a truck, and I'm standing there like this, and the guy, and I'm looking over a guy's shoulder, and I'm just like this, just staring. Oh my god! And he's like, "What are you looking at?" I said, "That woman has a fucking wolf with her." It's like it's a dog. I said, "That's a wolf. Look at the fucking thing. How big that fucking dog is, bro!" And this one had yellow eyes. So much belly. To it ride. was so fucking unnerving, and it was trained. It laid down, did everything she told, did everything the lady told her to. They're they're immense dogs, dude. They're immense. That's a that's a two hundred fifty pound dog. If this dog more. had to go at least one eighty. I mean, that's not a small dog beside it. That's one of those Shibu Inu type. Yes, the Dogecoin dogs. Mm-hmm. Those aren't small. No, they're, they're a medium. Medium. Dog. They're yeah. like. To 30 to 50 pounds mm. sometimes and that is good god that is a dire wolf yeah dude they're immense they're they're a uh, husky dog built on a mastiff scale they actually do have mastiff in their blood if i'm not mistaken and wolf they they've got all the husky dogs have wolf in their in their bloodline well all dogs have wolf in their blood i know but i'm talking about the hard you know the, they're closer the more recent blood yeah. um man what a fucking crazy oh i finished man. uh I finished Wizard in Glass. Oh, check this picture out. Oh, God damn it. This is a picture of a giant last <laughs> look, look at the smile on that dog. You can just <laughs> tell he's a happy boy. <laughs> I love a good smile on dog. It's one of the best things. I finished Wizard in Glass, and uh, it is the story. That's insane. I know. Of the gunslinger, Roland, who was in the Dark Tower movie. Mm-hmm. It is a... It's a 
prequel where uh, it's when him and his two brother uh, buddies, Cuthbert and Elaine, are sent out to for a mission. Rowan's 14 in it. Hmm. And they fight. And this bit of writing right here, he has channeled his inner Western. And I just want to read this passage. Would you it. like some uh, accompanying music? Yeah. I know what I'm going to play. You don't have to tell me. Okay. Um. Keep in mind, Cuthbert has a has a uh, slingshot because they're riding up behind these guys and they're trying to stay quiet. And he's got a slingshot with like steel balls, so they're taking guys out without them having to know about it. All right, and we start with that. Bert got two of the three. <laughs> Bert got nah, that's not good actually. Oh come on. Okay, Bert got two of the three ahead of them clean, but the third jerked at the wrong moment, and the steel ball meant for the back of his head only clipped his earlobe on the way by. Rowan has drawn his gun by then, however, and put a bullet in the man's temple as he turned. That made ten, a full quarter of Jonas' company, before the riders even realized trouble had begun. Rowan had no idea if it would be enough of an advantage, but he knew that the first job, first part of the job was done. No more stealth. Now it was a matter of raw killing. Heil, Heil, he screamed in a ringing, carrying voice. To me, gunslingers, to me. Ride them down. No prisoners. They spurred toward the main party, riding into battle for the first time, closing like wolves on sheep, shooting before the men ahead of them had any uh, slight idea of what had gotten in behind them or what was happening. The three boys had been trained as gunslingers, and what they lacked in experience they made up for with the keen eyes and reflexes of the young. Under their guns, the desert east of Hanging Rock became a killing floor. Hmm. Screaming, not a single thought among them above the wrists of their deadly hands, they sliced into the unprepared Medjus party like a three-sided blade shooting as they went. Not every shot killed, but not one went entirely wild either. Men flew out of their saddles and were dragged by boots, cotton stirrups as their as their horses bolted other men some dead some only wounded were trampled beneath the feet of their panicky rearing mounts that's fucking awesome and that is a tenth of what there's a scene where these these guys the way it works in uh, the gunslinger and Gilead the gunslinger families I think they might be nobles these kids have to be tested if you fail you're sent east and you our, our failed gunslinger. So they run into these one guy who's a, fa- his name's Eldred Jonas. He's a killer. He's a fucking badass. He's a failed gunslinger. And he has two friends with him called the big coffin hunters. They got coffin tattoos on their fucking hands. They're used to bullying everybody and being assholes and just all kinds of stuff. Cuthbert, um, which is the, the joker of the group. He'd be, I don't know, maybe the Han Solo of the group. He had a slingshot out. Shimi is this guy who works in the bar and he's this kind of mentally slow guy that they love. And um, he's friends with all three of the young gunslingers. Well, he spills his drink on this guy's boots and they're going to make him lick it off. Mm. And Cuthbert guns walking in and he's just got his slingshot out. He's just like, if you make him lick your boots, I'm going to fucking kill you, you know? And then elder Jonas uh, comes up behind Cuthbert and he's got his gun on me. He's just like, put that gun, that slingshot down. He's like, no. Just a simple, no. I'm not putting anything down. <laughs> and then he said, I'll blow your brains out. He said, then he's like, not before I can get one off and kill your buddy. And then uh, Roland comes up behind him with a fucking dagger and sticks it in his ribs. Doesn't kill him. He's like, and you're being a dead motherfucker too. You know, and you got these three, and Elaine's with him and he's got his, uh, he's doing the dance. <laughs> 
A L A I N, not oh. E L. And he's he's got. I can't remember weapon what what weapon he's got, but it's a deadly weapon as well. And you got them all these fourteen to sixteen year old boys taking off these grown men and fucking facing them down, and they're not afraid of them. I love that fucking scene because I hate bullies. You know, that's one of the things I hate in life worse than anything. And these guys have been bullying these people all this time. They're going to make this nice kid who's just mentally slow a little bit lick his fucking boots just because he can and they stopped him and then they couldn't couldn't and that's the thing there comes a scene where Roland tells elder jonas what he is he's like he's like you got he's like you're you're a failed gunslinger you're a fucking paper tiger nobody's afraid of you here and it just gets in his ass so much and he can't stand it and he's he gets him and then uh Rowan's one to kill him just pulls out bang just fucking just off the hip Blows his fucking brains out. It's fucking awesome. Once you're a failed gunslinger, do you can you take the test again? So like your driver's <laughs> license? No, you get sent, you get sent out of Gilead and never and never. So you can you delay taking the gunslinger exam until you're ready? Yes, but you have to decide when you're going to take. It's a very, from what I can understand, it's a very uh, complicated thing. Rowan was 14 when he took the fucking test. He's the youngest gunslinger ever. And it's that scene where he fights court. That's the master. The guy's got a fucking big, ugly lump of a man. Just one of those guys you just can't hurt. You know, Roland has a hawk, a hunting hawk, and he, you're allowed to use one weapon to fight him and you can't use a gun. So he uses his hawk and throws it in his face. And then he, and then as court drops a stick and trying to get the hawk off of him, kills the hawk. Roland picks a stick up and fucking whacks him with it and beats the shit out of him, beats him down. Hmm. And then he's a gunslinger. I mean, it's fucking, dude, that scene. So you choose a weapon, but if you can disarm your opponent, you can take their weapon. Apparently. Absolutely. Okay. It's, it's just, a, it's essentially a fight to who quits, you know, so. or It's an it, I quit match. <laughs> it's flair and fucking. Flair and funk. <laughs> no, flair and fucking uh, mankind. Oh, God. Quit. Say I quit or I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> That's what he really lost it. He was on the steroids so bad he forgot where he's going. So um, I finally finished that. Um, on the way back and on the way up, I listened. But I listened to um, Celtic Holocaust, which is oh, a yeah, Carla. Dan Carlin, and these potato eaters had a hard <laughs> yeah. time. Well, that's one of him too. <laughs> I know he's he's a potato eater himself. Nobody's he talks about. It gives you a bit of ethnic pride to be to be descended from this group of fucking lunatics who were so terrifying to the romans who you know at one point had conquered rome when the only they they walked into the city and there was this king and it's this is where this comes from the they had to pay them a thousand pounds of gold or something like that well the romans were complaining that they were waiting waiting the scale wrong and this king, this Celtic king, pulls out his big fucking crazy Celtic sword, lays it on the fucking scales, and says, "Vi victus," which means to the victor is woe to the vanquished, is what it's called. <laughs> and I love those moments. Dan Carlin is so good at conjuring those. But he t- he talks about the Belgae and all these other uh, groups that are there, and they're just and they were headhunters, and they kept skulls, and they were, hmm. you know, these giant fucking milk white dudes who are just with big mustaches and they're you know wore sometimes nothing in battle except a gold torque around their neck and were just absolutely terrifying to everybody else you know what i mean that's an awesome thing to be descended from a warrior people like that now there's been a 
many a slip between the cup and the lip. You know, there's they they lost and were moved to another place and and bred with other people. And all that kind of stuff. But you, we still have if you're an Irish person or a Scottish person or anything like that, that bloodline that, that is legitimately yours. You are part of that. It's just like somebody who's Italian is. Roman. Hey, 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 hey look at these fucking mixies. <laughs> With the mustaches. Um, Come and get some of my sausage. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, and, and it had gone along with the things I've been reading lately. I wrote a brief history of the Celts. Uh, you know, have, I'm trying to get through Barry Cunliffe's fucking book. That's just the the, the ancient Celts, and it's a fucking tome. It's one of these. <laughs> it's it's this wide, oh, God. and the fucking you know prints that big. It looks like the world of ice and fire. Basically, yes, only thicker, and um, and it's fascinating stuff. You know, but even for me, it does get like my God, man. I mean, okay. You get to see all the cool shit that they like the, and also the stuff you find out about the uh, the Celts being related to people in, in northern India. Any relation to Danes? You think? Sure, because Danes, like in all these medieval shows that I've seen, it's always the fucking Danes that are causing everybody some fucking. Well, you know, the Danes were part of the the loose word Viking. The Vikings yeah. were drawn from different groups, you know, and how Dan Carlin described the Celts and even the Germans. He's like, they were Vikings before there, before there were Vikings. There were no Vikings at this point. So, you know, all those groups of lunatic white people who are just, I feel sometimes, and this is, you know, I was big into the Irish thing at one point because I lacked an identity. I didn't know who I was. Then I gained an identity, but now I'm more interested in this again, mm-hmm. and I'm proud to be part of that, but from a more outsider standpoint and stuff like that, but also from a thing that thinking about culture, how much we've lost as a culture. You know, I would think that Appalachian people retain more than most because yeah, we came over so. and pretty much stayed the same. So we didn't become like people in, you know, they, in other words, one of the reasons people in West Virginia are so rough and tumble is because they're still that group of people pretty much. They haven't been so gentrified. So. You know, that's uh, it's awesome to think that and to be part of something like that. And, you know, uh, it was just, um, it's and it's fascinating stuff, you know, to, and all people, I think that all people should be encouraged to seek out their history and try to embrace it if they want to. Um, if you just want to be a regular American person, that's fine. Be whatever you want. I don't care. And there's no shame in it. But if you do have that background, you want to read about it and you like to learn the language and all that thing, I think there's, I think it's a good thing, you know. Amen, sister. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a it, there's been a, a bunch of good stuff happen. It's been a really good good stretch of my life. So, I uh, <clears throat> sent you a scene. Actually, no, I sent you a scene from the Banshees of Insheren. Yeah, Barry. I read. It's watch it. Barry Keoghan's in it, where yeah, he's trying to hit on that lady. Let's watch that. What well, the story goes back they've lived on this island i don't know if it's off the coast or in the middle of something um for i'd say their ancestors go back thousands of years probably on this fucking little island yeah like they barely have electricity this modern modern era it's not modern like it's yeah it's i guess it's set right around Mm -hmm. now but like they still farm they still do all this shit and this kid he's he's probably his mid-20s i imagine Um, he's very good friends with her brother mm-hmm. and he's had a crush on this lady since he was 10 years old, probably. Mm-hmm. And 
he finally gets the courage to say something to her about it, and she's now is he slow? I don't think he's slow. I just think he's, he's just a country kid. He's a silly. Yeah, he's a, he's a pumpkin. Okay, well, we'll watch it and then I'll tell you what I what I said about it when I was done watching it because mm-hmm. it was related back to what I said a minute ago. I love the scene. Why okay. are you not playing the audio? Why isn't it playing the audio? Do you have it turned up? Mm-hmm. Which we have in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, just makes me wonder. I'm glad I caught you, actually. Because there was something I was wanting to ask you, actually. <laughs> and discovering how much we have in common. Well, just makes me want to ask you even more. We don't have anything in common. <laughs> don't skip ahead. <laughs> yeah. What I was wanting to ask you was... Something along the lines of, should have planned this, really. <laughs> but yeah, what I was wanting to ask you was, you probably wouldn't ever want to, I don't know, to fall in love with a boy like me, would you? No, Dominic, I don't think so, love. <laughs> so tough. Oh, yeah, no. I, I was thinking, no. <laughs> Fuck. Poor kid. Not even in the future, like, like, when I'm your age. God, he's such a good actor, dude. Yeah, no, I didn't think so. <laughs> Just thought I'd ask in the off chance, you know, like, faint heart and that. <laughs> mm, poor kid. Oh, there goes that dream. Man. <laughs> Fuck. She let him down so nice, though. She was very sweet about it. Well, I best go over there and do whatever that thing over there I was going to do. <laughs> Man, that's tough. This movie, um, isn't it's a. Uh, Colin Farrell and Colin Farrell, uh, Brendan Gleeson, mm-hmm. um, they play best friends, and, and then they're just not friends anymore. And then one day, Brendan Gleeson's character decides he doesn't like Colin Farrell's character anymore, <laughs> and he never. And ex- that's the story. That, and he just keeps fi- trying to figure out what the fuck happened, and they, it's all contained on this little island. You see, there's like secondary and tertiary characters mm-hmm. that are like, I don't know why he doesn't like it anymore. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. <laughs> It's like everybody meets at the bar. There's like a tavern there, and they like, have the best bars, don't they? It looks great in there. I mean, they have what's known as a snug, where you, I'm assuming, because this is the way an Irish pub is usually set up. You have the main bar, and then you'll have closed off areas called snugs where people will sit, you know, amongst themselves. Sort of like booths where they can close kind of, but yeah. sometimes yeah, sometimes they got a door. Sometimes it'll just be really off to itself, like around a corner and like tucked in. I mean, that's p- people. <laughs> There's a song by the Rum Jacks called uh, call, uh, Irish Pub, and they're making fun of pe- places that just says, let's do something and call it an Irish pub, yeah. and it's not really an Irish pub. And the, it, it has these certain things that have to be in place before it's an Irish pub. Yeah. A fireplace being one of those, I think. Snugs. Um, there, There's a couple of, cont- uh, of uh, prerequisites. I'm going to look up some of the prerequisites. Prerequisites. What makes an Irish pub a real? All real Irish pugs, pubs, pugs, 
Must have an extensive beer selection, often supplemented with local brews for their customers. The atmosphere must be friendly and inviting, most commonly accompanied by some wholesome music. And don't forget, okay, that's just somebody saying stuff. Yeah. What classifies an Irish pub? An Irish pub is an establishment uh, licensed to serve alcohol t- alcoholic drinks for consumption on the premises. Irish pubs are characterized by unique cult- unique culture centered around casual and friendly atmosphere, hearty food, drinks, Irish sports, traditional Irish music. But they're not taking saying anything about the real shit. You right, know? right. It's just basically more the spirit of the thing. Yeah, every pub has that spirit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I want. Oh, here it is. Seven characteristics of an Irish pub. Um, needs to be named after the family who owns it. McGinty's, you know, something yeah. like that. Keenan's, that'd be a good one. Fun-loving publican. Uh, the pub owner is an authentic Irish, of an, in an authentic Irish pub, was a revered member of the community. They don't just love fun, but are committed to helping the patrons enjoy their experience at the pub. Some pull out harmonicas. That makes that's sense. An, that's another, it's a musical thing too, yeah. Um, <clears throat> only serves alcohol. There's no food. Yeah. Fucking great. That's what I want. <laughs> I want to open a, a, a comedy club that's also also an Irish pub. You, will, be you awesome. will get no chicken fingers. <laughs> no. There will just be alcohol <laughs> right. and water at the end of the night. <laughs> that's right. An authentic Irish pub only serves alcohol during the Celtic Tiger phase of Ireland. When more Irish families started dining out, more pubs started to serve food just to increase revenue. And many countryside Irish pubs do not expect Irish food to be served. Pubs are for the working class. Yeah. The abbreviation pub stands for Publix, and these public houses were a uh, a come one, come all enterprise specifically designed for the blue-collar working class of Ireland. So they don't expect red carpets and trumpets. That's what private member club members-only clubs are for. Low-key atmosphere. An authentic Irish pub will be very laid back and chill, except for the occasional song, band, or local entertainment. is a place of relaxation. <clears throat> Traditional decor, we know what that should look like. Blow-ins are limited. That's a nice way of saying that locals like their pubs filled with their other locals. Blow-ins is the Irish phrase for travelers or tourists. Most likely in an authentic Irish pub, blow, blow-ins would be limited to a hotel pub. Okay. Yes, yeah. Let's not say anything about the See, architecture. Or- I mean, I saw this on a on a channel, on a travel channel thing where they talked about it had to have, and I can't remember exactly what they said. I knew Snugs was a part of it. Let's see. Irish pub snug. The history of the snug began in Ireland in the late 19th century. It was typically a small, very private room with frosty glass window set above head height, accessing accessing the bar. You paid a higher price for your beer in the snug, but nobody could see you. Um, I like that idea. Let's see. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Shit, 19th century snug man. I like so look at some of the uh, the photos. They're like really cool looking stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at that. I mean, there's a good one. Oh yeah, that's tremendous. Like yeah. here's a whole bunch of look. Look, why is every, everything in this place is a work of art? Yeah, I mean the wood is just like beautiful, and it's it's insane. That's great. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing I noticed. English, like, pub- this is almost like this is like a ten seater. You get a bunch of your friends to go in and get right. A- English pubs, I, I noticed have that too. Like I was watching a uh, the nineteen eighty one Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's on, it's on BBC. You should really check that out. Um, you should shut up. I might check it out. You better eat a decrudent piece of crap. Um, 
and they at the beginning uh, Ford Prefect. Yeah, man. Ford If you'd go to Ireland, are you gonna go to a pub and have a Guinness? Yes. Or whatever their local fare would be. Okay. We'll plan it out whenever we hit the the lottery. Well, I mean I just We'll talk about the alcohol thing too. I've been I've been having some thoughts. But anyway. Um <laughs> Um no, the uh, you, you just can't you can't go you can't do that. I mean, I'm not going to pass up that part of my culture, my my an- ancestral culture. Let and that not pass do me it. exactly, yeah. and not let it pass me up. That doesn't mean I have to get drunk or anything. But I, yeah, I'd like to have a beer at one of those places. Maybe I could root beer it or something. I don't know, but it's it's not the same. You know, going to get a um, what are the sweaters? Cable knit sweater. Cable knit sweater yeah. and wear it. Those are Newsboy awesome. cap. Absolutely. They wouldn't even think you were a blow in. I think I would fit in pretty well. I've got a pretty Irish mug on me. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you dress me up in the stuff. It's like, man. Um, yeah, it, it would just be tremendous. And um, those snugs just seem like, you know, a fire going and stuff like that. And, you know, cold, uh, cold fall day or you know hell cold summer day sometimes Ireland can be cold in the summer mm-hmm. um, not freezing or anything but you know it's like always got a fairly even climate but sometimes you know it's like, like it seems fall. like it's always overcast yes um, that's especially why so stark white <laughs> especially in uh, northern Ireland where you know it's you're getting up to far pretty far north you know so it's got like you know, um, just the peat bogs and stuff like that. Still a pretty place. <clears throat> um, my favorite things. Uh, Last of Us, of course. Mm-hmm. I've really liked everything about it, really. The special effects. I, have <clears throat> I made a joke with you on Instant Messenger about <clears throat> having a hard time seeing uh, <clears throat> the girl playing Ellie as an American teenager. Because <laughs> yeah. she has... Such a British face. She has porridge face. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get so, that? Yeah, please have some more. <laughs> you have to have seen that somewhere. No. Porridge face. <laughs> she looks like she should. Like I called her a chimney sweeps. This is what she. It's not her fault. She looks like that. She's perfectly lovely. Sure, but it's, she does. She doesn't look American. I mean, she doesn't. And, but she plays it well. And the thing about her being lovely, she isn't. I mean, I like the fact that Leanna Mormont disabused Sands of that notion immediately. Like your name for my aunt Leanna, she was she was a great beauty. I'm sure you'll be. She's like, I'm not. I'm sure you'll be a great beauty someday. Um, she's like, I'm not. My mother wasn't a great beauty. She wasn't be any kind of beauty. <laughs> <laughs> she was a warrior, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing they left out of the show. What's that? Uh, the Mormont ladies following uh, the young wolf around. They uh, weren't really. Uh, there's May. Maggie got killed. Um, Daisy got killed. Um, then there's uh, the she bear. You haven't met her yet. She's a big old hefty gal. With I've heard about her. But great I don't big think boobs. They talk I've about met her. Um, um, there's a few things I think. Maybe not even a few. We things. haven't talked about that yet. You yeah. finished Storm of Swords. Finished Storm of Swords, and I'm. What do you think about on, the end? I can't remember what the exact end was because I just started the other one, the next one right after. 
What was the end? Um, what was Hell, I'm having a hard time remembering too. Uh, Brienne, uh, Lady Stoneheart. Um, oh, the the, the, pro, the the epilogue was. Um, no, that's in Feast for Crows. Never mind. Yeah, it was a uh, uh, Merritt who was one of the Freys, and they hang him, Lady Stoneheart. Yeah, they hang that Frey. Guy. That was the epilogue. Yeah. Okay, but still, I, she hasn't been properly introduced to me yet, and I'm 160, 170 pages in. From Lady Stoneheart? Yeah. just It was just that. Nobody said who she was. Or did they? I think they did. Okay, maybe they did, but they didn't call her Lady Stoneheart. Hmm. Also, I haven't heard from Theon or Ramsay. They've just been mentioned. I haven't heard from either of them in quite a while. Mm, probably won't. Not in Feast for Crows? No, they're being Dance with Dragons. Okay. The Dance with Dragons. I love Feast for Crows, man. I love that book. I'm loving it so far. Um, um, have you gotten to Jamie's chapters yet where he's talking to his aunt? No. Dude. And also, this is the one where he has that meeting with uh, the Blackfish. Have we got there yet? Oh, dude. You talk about fucking brutal with Blackfish talking fucking shit to him. Um, I wanted to say some things that I thought were done better in the show. Such as? The Battle of Castle Black, where the wildlings attack Castle Black. It, yeah, I mean, it was pretty, it wasn't, I, I would hesitate, well, I don't know. About well, it's, for, for television, it's better. Mm -hmm. Like, if they'd have made it just like that, where he just walks over and finds Egret dead, mm -hmm. that's not good TV. Right. Good TV is them two facing off, and she's got the the arrow trained on him, and he smiles at her. Because he's in love with her, right. and, and she's in love with him. She can't kill him, and then fucking Ollie gets her from behind. Yeah, that was rough. Um, that 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 whole episode of the Battle of Castle Black, I'm oh, not sure tremendous. what the episode's called. It is insane, where he takes control of the wall. Mm -hmm. Janice Slint is fucking shit in his pants. Fuck Janice Slint. Dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. I don't know if it's, I think it might be in Dance with Dragons, but I know it might be in A Feast for Crows, where fucking Stannis shits all over Janice Slint. Just looks at him and says, you know, because Janice Slint's trying to kiss his ass because there's this power faction thing in, in, in on the wall because you got people siding with Stannis and the Red Woman and all this stuff. And then he's trying to talk about, well, you know, you're a, all this stuff. And Janice and, and Stannis just grinding his teeth and looks at him and says, uh, basically, Slint, uh, my brother talked about how fucking corrupt I have you were. it right here. Um, <laughs> have you read it yet? I'm sure I have, because <laughs> where I'm at now, John is now the Lord Commander. After three weeks of them trying to vote. Yeah, I think it, it probably been, it's probably happened by now. Yeah, um, it says, I hate Janice Slint. Many do. It is known. I like Stannis. This combines the best of both worlds. Stannis cutting through Slint. Uh, Slint's well. Bullshit. A satisfying read. <clears throat> Stannis grinds his teeth. It is not my wish to tamper with your rights and traditions as to royal guidance, Janus. If you mean that I thought to tell your brothers to choose you, have the courage to say so. <laughs> it's awesome. That took Lord Janus aback. He smiled uncertainly and began to sweat. But Bowen Marsh beside him said, who better to command the black cloaks than a, a man who once commanded cunt. the gold, sire? He's a cunt. Oh, fuck. Um, any of you, I would think. <laughs> Even the cook. <laughs> the look king, the king gave Slint was cold. J Janice was hardly the first gold cloak to ever take a bribe, I grant you, but he may be the first commander to fatten his purse by selling places and promotions. By the end, he must have had half the officers in the city watch paying him part of their wages. Isn't that so, Janice? Slint's neck was purpling. 
What a great way to describe it. Right? Um, lies, all lies. A strong man makes enemies, your grace. Your grace knows that uh, they whisper lies behind your back. Not was ever proven. Not a man came forward. Two men were prepared to come forward, died suddenly on their rounds. Stannis narrowed his eyes. Do not trifle with me, my lord. I saw the proof John Aaron laid before the small council. If I had uh, if I had been king, you would have lost more than your office, I promise you. But Robert shrugged away your little lapses. They all steal, I recall him saying. Better a thief we know than one we don't. The next man might be worse. Lord Peter's words in my brother's mouth, I warrant. Littlefinger had a nose for gold, and I'm certain he arranged matters so gold profit the crown profited as much from your corruption as you did yourself. Lord Janice's jowls were quivering, but before he could uh, frame a further protest, Maester Eamon spoke. <laughs> Here's another short one. I love that shit, dude. He's the fucking best. I, dude. Stannis. I love Stannis. Stannis. In the book, he's great. Stannis. In the show, he's great. He until, is. Until he until decides he to go south. Right. And, and uh, attack um, Winterfell. Winterfell. Yeah. Uh, here's, a, here's another gem. Um, the, the sound of Lord Janice's Janice Slint clearing his throat broke the strained silence. Your Grace, let me say how pleased we are to be summoned here. When I saw your banners from the wall, I knew the realm was saved. There comes a man who ne'er forgets his duty, I said to good Sir Alistair. A strong man, a true king. May I congratulate you on your victory over the savages. The singers will make much of it, I know. The singers may do as they like. Stannis snapped. <laughs> Spare me your fawning, Janos. It will not serve you. He rose to his feet and frowned at them all. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He's the best, dude. That was the best. Fu- and when he's... Um, There's part of me that hopes whenever they do this snow show, he just wakes up from being killed and everything was a dream. <sighs> and they go back and Stannis is still there. Stannis deserves this crown. Stannis would have been, he would have been an able king. Nobody would have loved him, but the trains would have run on time, all, and, and justice would have been done. Nobody would have liked him because he doesn't like horrors. He doesn't like any of that stuff. Renly would have been the best king. Yeah, because everybody would have loved him, and he's got a big and he's stance, And he's got a good head on his shoulders. Like, did you see, we, we talked about this before. Did you see what I meant with the casting of Renly and how he was in the show and how he was in the oh, book? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just vast, massively different. I mean, he's I'm trying to think of somebody that could have played him. Henry Cavill. Dude. Do you think they're going to make him Aegon the Conqueror in the House of the Dragon? Fuck yes, I hope they would. And he's going to be a, he's going to be Superman again. Mark my words. Yeah. Mark me. All he needs is do a five-episode arc of Aegon the Conqueror. Mm. And that's all you need for the conquest. Oh, yeah. It's quick. Uh, it's amusing to see how many people in this series complaining about Stannis's boring, humorless demeanor. Bullshit. Because really, Stannis is fucking <laughs> hilarious throughout. <laughs> yeah. So much sass and dry wit. My favorite examples. Um, I, I'm just going to read Stannis. Yeah, so. yeah. My, without a son of Winterfell to stand beside me, I can only hope to win the North by battle. That requires stealing a leaf from my brother's book. Not that Robert ever read one. <laughs> he does that. When he he finds, shits on Robert all the time. When he finds out about Joffrey's death, weddings have become more perilous than battles, it would seem. <laughs> Parlaying with Renly at Storm's End. I got Marjorie. You'll be pleased to know she came to me a maid. There you go. In your bed, she's like to stay that way. <laughs> Davos says, Lord Celtigar. Is it Celtigar? I don't know. Celtigar would probably be right. I think I've heard it pronounced in the show both ways. Sure. So it's sort of like 
however you want to pronounce it. Mm. I don't think uh, George R. R. Martin really cares. Mm-mm. Lord uh, Celtigar called it admirable. Stannis says, "Had I know, had I shown him the contents <laughs> of my, my privy, he, he would have called, called that yeah. admirable as well." <laughs> That's always one of my favorites. I laugh my ass off whenever he's so funny. Yeah, Godfrey the Giant Slayer, Giant Slayer says. The old gods of the north have sent this storm upon us. Only R'hllor can end it. We must give him an unbeliever. Half my army is made up of unbelievers. I will have no burnings. Pray harder. <laughs> that's you haven't come to that part yet. That's a no, dance with dragons. Yeah. That's when he gets the the the. They killed him too soon. The Appalachian people. In the show. The, the northern Appalachian people when they're fucking all they had to, all he had to do is say uh, Ned's daughters and winter fell and she's she's like let's fucking go and that's when they believed Ned's daughter really was in yeah there. I have no idea what the Ned that's I have what no they idea call where um where Sansa is in the book right like where she's going to end up right now she's they're still in um, she's in the, the Vale does yeah. she did they stay there no they're coming down the mountain at the coming down the, the mountain, mountain. <laughs> no, 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 no. no they're getting ready to come down because you can't you can't really occupy the eerie during winter you have to come down into the lower cast because it's just too cold okay so. I'm, i want to keep reading um uh, john says the free folk despise kneelers let them keep their pride and they will love you better it is swords I need for them, not kisses. <laughs> Davos says, I do not know this Lord of Light, but I knew the gods we burned this morning. The smith has kept my ship safe. Well, the mother has given me seven strong sons. Your wife has given you seven strong sons. Do you pray to her? It was wood we burned this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I got a piss. Uh, I hit pause. Dude, I'm telling you. His writing, I mean, you, you figured out how good it is now. I'm going to keep going with Stannis funny quotes. Uh, I do want to get a shirt that has the uh, the R'hllor heart. With oh, the, that'd be easy to find. Hmm. Who better to command the black than the person who once commanded the gold? Any of you. Even the cook. Great stuff. <laughs> um, trying to figure out other things that I liked in the show better than the book. But there's not really that many. Most, um, so far, most of it's slightly the same. Obviously, I, I thought the Battle of uh, <clears throat> of Castle Black was a little bit better. Yeah, um, not much better. Like, but it is a much more dramatic way to play things by having John and Igret face off like that. Right. Um, and dude, um, in the book, the the person that keeps out. Mag the uh, Mag, the, Mag mighty. the Mighty. It's Donald Noy. Donald Noy. Mm-hmm. And then Grin does it in the show. Yep. But like whenever John goes out to, to parlay with uh, Mance Raider, he says, they killed um, one of my giants went in there and broke through your gate and never came back. He's dead. He goes, that was Mag the Mighty. He's the, the king of, of the giants. He was the last of his line. And he goes, and he said the same thing about Grin and Donald Noy. Um, he was killed by Grin. He was a farmer, or he came from a farm. <laughs> and and stuff. It, it did in the uh, book. He's like he was a blacksmith. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like little lines like that. Like um, whenever John first meets Daenerys in the show, mm. like uh, what's her face, the her uh, right hair, Missandei. Missandei goes on. This is Daenerys Stormborn Targaryen. Blah 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 blah. Queen of the Andals and the First Man and all that stuff, and Davos standing beside him. This is Jon Snow, <laughs> yeah. King in the North. 
<laughs> I love so great. Those little things like that. I I love that actor who plays him on the show, but he looks nothing like the description of Davos from the. What should Davos look like? Davos should look more just common, like every like uh, full head of hair, um, short, not not tall, not short, not big, not small. Um, we got to talk about that too. Uh, speaking of casting, this is what they made him look. That's perfect. Yeah. The, the one the I love the guy that plays him in the show. Oh, he's great, man. He's a great Irish actor. He's been in so much stuff. Um, another what you want to talk about? No, I was going to say when we're talking about while we're on casting, mm-hmm. uh, Mel Gibson's son. If there's another, if there's a better guy to play Wolverine, I've never fucking seen him. What was his name again? Milo Gibson. Look at that fucking kid. He just those those Oz's are fucking born to play Wolverine, buddy. Yeah, I see it. Short, you know, brawny looking, square jaw, you know. He looks like Scott Kahn, kind of. Yeah, he does. Scott Kahn. <laughs> That's a deep pull. Yeah, I know. <laughs> fucking tweeter. Uh, God, I hate that fucking movie. I hate it not because it was necessarily a bad movie. I hate it because everybody was obsessed with it and thought it was great. I'm like, it's not a great movie. It's a fun little... It is high school right movie, and it was kind of the time it came out for me. I liked it, and I, I didn't see it in theaters or anything. But it was like uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it since two thousand one, probably. I think it came out in the summer of ninety eight. Yeah, maybe ninety nine. I don't know. It's fine. It wasn't great. I mean, it's Vanderbeek looked weird. Like he was thirty years old by then. It was kind of weird for me. It was strange. Um, Johnny Moxon's only one man. It was just, I don't know, it, it was it was strangely written. It had characters that had no apparent purpose. You know, it, it was, just, I just felt it was a strange movie, you know. The guy that played Billy Bob looked exactly like one of my friends, and anytime we'd go anywhere, he would get called Billy Bob. Oh, it God. would make him so mad. Oh, but he looked him. so much like him. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, who doesn't want to look like a big, giant, fat guy who has a pig in his fucking car? Yeah. That that would be awful. That would be enough to make me want to lose weight right there. Um, He ended up getting the uh, the gastric bypass or something like that. Back then, it was straight-up gastric bypass. I I think he ate through it. I can't remember. Last time I saw him, he was smaller, though. What else was a favorite thing this week? Mm. Just reading. Just fucking burning, not really burning through. Reading about fifty pages. I'm telling, day. I'm telling you, you're gonna love that book. But Dance with Dragons, the fact that it takes place mostly in Essos, and you get to see that part of the world and all the cool shit that's there. You get to go to Volantis. You get to go uh, go to Nysar, which is one of the uh, the Roinar cities. It's like a ruin. You get to see. I just saw. <clears throat> I've. I accidentally started rewatching Game of Thrones again because I just wanted to see the Battle of Castle Black and mm. I accidentally clicked on like four episodes before it. Yeah. So like, well, I might as well see the lead up. Oh, and yeah. Now I'm like, well, I might as well just keep going. Right. But uh, <clears throat> Tyrion had been captured by um, Jorah mm-hmm. and they're paddling through and they get to Valyria. And yeah. like the way they made the old Valyria look is awesome. Yeah, it was. And then they get to that one part where the Stone Man, that's one of the most terrifying scenes yeah, it's, in it's, that show. It's rough, dude. The stone men are fucking terrifying. Yeah, and I don't understand what that... I mean, that's one of those things that... 
it's a fantasy world that's so fully realized that you want to look for things that are comparable in our world. That's stone disease. We just don't have that. I, I mean, uh, we have leprosy and things like that. We even have, you know, uh, genetic conditions that'll make your skin calcified and stuff like that. But we just don't have anything like that. Like we have psoriasis, but it yeah. doesn't make you go crazy. Like no, this, no. This one makes you a wild animal. Yeah. I, I, and I'm saying, you know what it's kind of like? It's kind of like the disease in The Last of Us, kind of like the cordyceps. Just makes you go crazy, you know? Um, Paul Stamets, who's a uh, mycologist, he's like the expert in mushrooms and stuff. He was on Rogan, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He likes, he really liked the show. He said, even though cordyceps can't infect humans, um, they did a really good job with everything and it just looks awesome. Yeah. That's what he said, pretty much. I mean, it's, it's taken, you know, that HBO Max crashed because so many people were fucking watching it. That's fucking crazy. The only thing it's second to is House of the Dragon. Yeah. So it's the, those are, I mean, so far, like they could shit the bed the next eight episodes. I doubt they will. No, but they could. I'm not going to, fingers crossed they don't. I don't think they will. There's too, there's too many good things. Like, did you watch Chernobyl? I didn't. Three part miniseries. The people that made that are making this. Right. He's a director and Neil Druckmann helped him write it. So, yeah. Um, they just keep keep doing the thing. Tell the story. Tell the story pretty much exactly the way it was in the in the. I want to say book. I know it's but in the game. In the game, yeah. it's might as well be. You're playing a movie, right? Really, that you get to interact with. Sure. But just keep telling that story, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything else. It's already there for you. Plus, you have such great performances going to be coming out. For one thing, I'm anxious to see um, Ashley Johnson. She played Ellie on the game. Mm-hmm. Now, I love the fact they're doing this. Ellie, they're going to have a flashback. Ellie in the game is now is giving birth to Ellie on the show. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's 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 something that's just... And the uh, guy that plays Joel in the game... He's or, playing a uh, a crony or something of this guy, David, who is a child molesting cannibal. Hmm. Who... I don't want to give it up too much. I mean, you played the game, though. I haven't played the second one, though. No, but that's in the first game. Um, Ellie gets captured, and she, yeah, you know, spoiler I, alert, you know. And, I only played the game through once, but I remember plot major stuff. I want to play it again, though. It's sort of like whenever uh, House of Dragon came out, I wanted to, I wanted to, to, uh, I was watching Game of Thrones videos and all this stuff, and mm-hmm. I just decided I want to see where this comes from right. to see what they change and what they don't change. And then I decided I want to do it for all of them. Right. Um, oh, I got. One of my favorite little things was <clears throat> Brienne in the, uh, I want to say game, but in the books, um, she has this shield that everybody hates the shield, how it's painted, like it's some family without honor or some shit. Right. So she decides to have it repainted. It the Lostons, by the way. She decides to have it repainted, and she's like, I just remember this shield that my father had in his armory, and it was- It's Duncan's shield. Yeah, Sir Duncan she's, the Tall's shield. She is a descendant of Duncan the Tall. She's a descendant of Sir Duncan the Tall, and I do believe Hodor. You and think? That, yeah, because he apparently had a dalliance with a woman when he in, was- In the north, and she, yeah. she was telling a story in the book. Um, I'm not even sure if I've gotten there yet, If because somebody might be remembering back mm-hmm. um, about- uh, a tall man that came north with a little boy and she fell in love with him. And there's no way that's not. Is that in the book? Yeah. 
I don't remember that. It might be in like the world of ice and fire. Like, right. Is there a section of old man tales? I'm sure she's so great. I need to get that book back, man. I don't know who I gave that to. There needs to be like a series of old, old, old man, just telling tales. (laughs) That would be awesome. That'd be great. Have them be animated. Yeah, 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 yeah. In different animation styles every week. You have an anime one. You have one that's Somebody like. Somebody call George. We can get this thing on the fucking air, bro. It's not a bad idea. It isn't. It, like at the beginning of the show, she's sitting beside some northern kid's bed. Doesn't have to be Bran or Rick mm-hmm. on or anything. And she's reading the book and he's like, I don't like this one. Tell me one of your stories. And she, yeah. She goes into one of her stories. She, she opens it and the page opens too. And it's like got a. And that sinks into the book, and then yeah, goes through that. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking as she shut the book, everything changed to animation, and then it, that's a good idea too. And that's actually a little bit more. Uh, they could change it every week. Well, but the, your idea is actually a little bit more um, unexpected because that's usually what a, that's a Disney trope where you go in the and it goes into the book and then it fades in. Mm-hmm. What you said is actually a really cool idea. I'm fucking good at this, bro. I should be an executive producer on something. I th- I I think that both of us could do well in fiction it's just it's one of those things man you you it's literally just luck to get in things like that like what if i typed up registration and sent it somewhere and, and it hit enough this and be like this is a good story man we gotta it's a good con- start we contact can, this guy yeah you know? it's a good start we yeah. could let's see if we can get five episodes out of this and yeah you know hmm. other favorite things um i have a new role at work that's kind of cool. Right now, it's only one day a week where I drive up to a place called uh, CXT and outside of Parkersburg. Yeah. And I do a thing called Binstock, where I go there and um, we stock their shelves with our shit. Mm-hmm. And I go there and I stock their shelves with our shit. And then I'm like, okay, they need more of this, more of this, more of this, more of this. And probably within the next few months, I'll be doing it to like five different places. I'm hoping I get it to where I'm out five days a week where I'm never at the office. <laughs> be awesome. Just driving and listening to podcasts. Awesome. I'm driving a big F-250. I'm not used to those. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of weird. I'm just not used to driving something that mm-hmm. big. Everything's a little uh, slower. Like when you go around a turn, you got to go Yeah, you got you to be – it's almost like driving a small box truck. Yeah. Um. So far, I like it. I don't know. It's It gets me out of the office for mm-hmm. a few hours podcast man i'm the dan carlin thing is yeah i forgot how good he is Ooh, he, he's got a new one out does he it's but it's, it's part two of one it's it's about the vikings and, oh, yeah. and i can't and i can't find the first part he takes them down after a while but this one was new so i, I just don't understand what you know why what why wouldn't i be, and i even tried to access it on youtube and all kinds of stuff uh, Twilight of Aesir. Yes. And the first one's called Daughters of Thor or something like that. And I can't find the fucking episode. S- Supernova in the East. Yeah, that one's gone. Yeah. There's Blitz Human Resources, whatever that's about. The Atlantic slave trade mixes centuries of human bondage with violence, economics, commerce, geopolitical competition, liberty, morality, injustice, revolution, tragedy, and bloody reckonings. That sounds like a lot. Yet this show merely scratches the surface of this enormous subject. It's, dude, it is quite a... Yeah, the uh, original, The Daughters of Thor. Yeah, I remember that one. But it's not on here. Is it, is it an older one? And then he just now finished It might the... be an older one, because he only has like the most recent 10 or 15 up, and you might have to pay to get the other ones. 
Yeah, the Aesir are like the are one of the groups. Yeah, Celtic Holocaust was five years ago. Dude, it's so fucking good. Too. He also has um, he has hardcore history addendum. Yeah, which is like um, I don't know some sort of. They're like one-offs on one of the subjects he does, like one of the one of the shows. I think they're like you know. And then he has common sense with Dan Carlin, where he just talks about current events and then compares them to historical events. He's probably, I imagine, his politics are probably pretty straight down the middle. I would think he's, I would say, left libertarian type. Mm-hmm. Like he gets it. Yeah. Like he gets the. Yeah. I mean, the pull for socialism, and he also gets the pull for libertarianism. So he's, he's a Bill Burr, Bill Maher type. Yeah. Um, Without being, you know, Bill Maher being such a massive. One other thing I want to mention, um, Louis C.K. This Saturday night, I'm going to rent it and go up and uh, watch it with the Moors. He's doing a live stream from his first show back at um, Madison Square Garden. And he says it's going to be his last show for a year. Mm -hmm. So he's going to play Madison Square Garden. He's streaming the entire show, not just his set, but... There'll be comedians come on before him. Um, uh, somebody's son, who's a great jazz, who was a great jazz player back in the day, his son's going to be playing like in between comedians. Mm-hmm. He's live streaming that this Saturday on his website. That's awesome. I'm very excited about it because it's since it's live, it's literally live with like a 20 second delay, mm-hmm. just like every TV thing. You never know what might happen. Yeah, like there could be people in there that don't want to. Louis C.K. to be doing this sure, and try to cause a disruption. I want to see that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I want I mean, to see how he handles it. He's still the f- so fucking funny. Oh, dude. And, you know, it makes me like, isn't Sarah Silverman one of the women who he did it to? Well, they were friends and he would, she said he would just ask me to do it every now and then. Sometimes I said yes. Sometimes I said no. But then she uh, clarified uh, he wasn't in a position to stop me from getting any roles or get me any roles. Mm-hmm. So it didn't hurt me or help me to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, he did all that before he was Louis CK. Mm-hmm. He was a club comic who had, he would like, he directed Pootie Tang by then mm-hmm. probably. And he was a writer on Chris Rock show, right? but he never, it was made to seem like he was Bill Cosbying all these people and what he did wasn't cool or no, right. it wasn't, but, but it's just, a, you know, and now all his kids have to know that he, he used to like to jerk off in front of people. Dude, the, the digital age, this is something that I didn't think about too. This is kind of goes with the subject, but kind of not, it just occurred to me. Um, all these only fans, you know, women, it's uh, not going to destroying their lives. That's all they can ever do now. Because mm-hmm. the digital imprint, the digital footprint, you are leaving it. And so now if you're a mother, there are some kids out there that are going to find out something. And you, your mom is now the woman who's taking dick on camera. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to go down. And I, it's, that's a horrifying prospect. It's, it's one thing if you can do it for a few months and make $20 million right. and you never have to do anything again. And mm-hmm. you can give everybody in your life a wonderful life. Sure, I get that. But there's some people that are doing it that don't have any subscribers and they're just putting out content and there's nobody watching it. Right. And then somebody like somebody from their town might just subscribe for one, one day just to get everything and then shit on them. And that's not good to do. Don't do that. That's right. mean, but somebody's going to, I mean, that's the way people operate. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I don't think it's a good idea. I don't either. That I mean, being said, if I was a young, good-looking woman, I might do one. I might put a mask on or something. You well, know, that's just, the thing. At least try to protect your identity some. But guys, if they had cute feet, there's no way they're going to pay the this. same. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, if you've got a really nice body or whatever, they're going to pay the same. So I think most of it is the novelty of knowing who the person is. Sure. And seeing them do that stuff. There's mm-hmm. a girl um, that comes in where I work that has one and we've all seen it now. Yeah. And I don't know that she's ever mentioned it at work. But we've all seen it now. We all know what she looks like. And she's a good-looking gal. Mm. Nobody ever mentions it to her because that's rude. Yeah, sure. I'm very surprised that <laughs> nobody's mentioned it to her. But um, but now that's that's what she is to us. Like, she's not, you know, what she is. That's unfortunate. Like, that's not, I mean. I don't think of her any differently. I know, but you're not. But, you're not. I mean, I think everybody sitting at this table knows that we're not the usual type of cat around here. You know, it's. There's there's people who will purposely shit on somebody, you know, even if they're attracted to whatever. They're just they're just bad people. Some in a lot of places. I don't know how I would react if I was dating a woman and she decided she wanted to do that. Depends on how serious I. I don't about think her. I'd like it very much. I don't think I would. If it was just you know a like a freaking a bang and go type thing. That's fine. But if it was somebody that I really liked and then I found out she has right. one of those, I'm like, I don't know that this is a thing that I can keep doing. Yeah. I mean, I, it's like a woman who works in porn. It's just like, yeah, man, I'm not trying to judge you for what you do and all that stuff, but I, that's just not, I can't do it. I don't think I'd like it at all. I just, I don't know. I don't think I didn't, I'd like it, especially if, like I said, somebody that I was serious about, but you know, if it was just a slam hound, Go ahead, do your thing. Slam, do do that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a free subscription? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I don't think I'd like it. Yeah, but imagine being twenty-two and you could get on there and make a quick ten thousand dollars in a month. Well, it's just like stripping. I would think. I mean, yeah. they they think they're going to get on there. And do it for a while, and then uh, they they don't. They get addicted to the fast money, and next thing you know, that's what you do now, and that's who you are. And you only made forty thousand dollars in a yeah, year, exactly. which you know that's nothing to sneeze at. But you can't live off of that forever. No. And now you are. And, and again, if you have children or whatever, your mom is the one who does mm-hmm. that now. And little kids are kids are worse than adults. What do you think about full grown women like in their thirties? With children, like some teachers are doing it. That's absurd. It is absurd. <laughs> it's one thing if you're desperate for money, you got to do something. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I, I, but it's, it's like prostitution. I don't look down on prostitutes. I mean, that's if a woman needs to make a, a living and 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 she's using the only currency that she can summon to to make her life better, it's actually admirable in its way. But I, I don't know a woman who's like just wants to do it and she has kids and stuff like why would you do this yeah the thing is that the the things you do in the digital world become analog problems yes god that's fucking good dude i might i'm gonna have to make a song analog problems in a digital world that's fucking good that is really good i'm gonna have to actually think about doing that now (laughs) is that the name of the episode maybe it could be millennium falcon on blocks (laughs) Or analog problems. Yeah. This week, like I call these 
um, like JMO will call this an electric cigarette and, oh, you quit smoking acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Um, trying to think of any other favorite things. I think we're about done here. Yeah. Um, good app. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's our sign out. Yeah. I'm hungry. Got yeah, a steak to cook over there. Don't forget your pizza yep. in the uh, freezer. Thanks for listening. We're going to try to uh, do this. I was working late every evening for the past two weeks until after inventory. Well, I got three days off coming up, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So This week? Yes. Sweet. Would you want to go up and uh, watch the Louis C.K. thing with us? Sure. What day is it? Saturday evening. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I finish up Saturday. So, yeah. I will let uh, the Moors know. What would they? He did ask if I wanted to have it here. I was like, it's still cold here, man. My part hasn't come in. I think they had to mine the materials to get this part. (laughs) I'm not joking. (laughs) All right. Thank you. And goodbye.